0: So welcome to the next episode of Best Job Ever. As always, I'm joined by my, by my far better half, the guy that keeps me on track, James Reed from Dinsmore. The official official president for Michigan Shire.
1: Official official.
0: Yeah, you're That's not elect, pressure. Not present elect anymore, actually the president now, right? You you are the it doesn't go any higher than you, right?
2: Unless you uh, go to National Sherm that's when uh Living the
0: dream.
2: Living the dream.
0: HR <laughs> dream. And then we have Christy Stutzer. Christy, what is your exact title at Revere Plastics? What, what do we well, you have the pleasure what of calling you? You to- should
1: ask. I was recently promoted to vice president.
2: Congratulations. What's it going? is a good new year.
1: It is a good new
0: year. It was last summer. But you didn't oh. change your LinkedIn profile, so
2: how could we know?
1: Well, I'm not Well, ready. I knew.
2: You know everything. You know, I had to keep things confidential until they're out in the open. Right. Right.
0: right. So, I was, so, Chris, we were chatting a little bit earlier today, and today's Martin Luther King Day, right? It's a big day. Civil rights activist, like the, one of the largest boldest civil rights activist that this country has ever seen right and it's coming and what's been happening recently it's come to the forefront and and what was it we were talking about today about helping others what was the exact quote we of this
1: quote was life's most persistent and urgent question is what are you doing for others
0: right what are you doing for others right so and then it's something what else is it, what are we not doing
1: for others in hr
0: <laughs> right Exactly. HR does everything for everyone. They pick up all the odds and ends, the bits and pieces, and the messes. HR does everything, but no one ever comes in and says, Hey Christy, what can I do for you today? It's <laughs> always like clean up my shit because I'm an idiot. That's kind of kind of what they <laughs> something ask <them>. like that. <laughs> well, maybe not quite that, maybe sometimes <laughs> exactly like that. You just don't want to say. So so James, from from an HR standpoint from you, from everything that you see, what are people missing that they can do that could really help HR? And Christy, as you are a VP practitioner of HR, what do you really want people to just be
2: like, hey, I want to do this for you? What do you want to do, Christy? You know, my initial thought is that most people are scared of HR. Mm -hmm. Their experiences are... I'm not used to HR talking to me. So if they wanna to talk to me, maybe I'm about to get an adverse action or fired or, or it's gotta be bad. HR doesn't usually come and tell me I'm getting a raise or giving me a check or a bonus or just patting me on the back saying how great I'm doing either, most of the time. Uh, some HR people find ways to communicate so that every time you see them, it's not uh, that you're in trouble, It's you know, rapport and building a relationship. So I think first HR should be aware of that perception, which it sounds like Christy's already fully aware of that perception, but what people should be doing is I think humanizing HR and treating them like other, you know, uh, executives and other professionals and trying to build rapport with them so that when it's time to communicate, you already have that comfort level Where you can talk plain English and share with them things and not necessarily be afraid to communicate in a positive way. And I think you got to come to them with a solution. The biggest problem I see from HR is they identify 10 problems and don't give you any hint on how to solve any of those problems. So if you want to be successful, Don't come to HR when there's already a a giant fire blaze all over the company. Come early on in the process and come with a solution. And as opposed to dictate things, I would think it comes across better to ask for help and and ask for things. Those three tips I, I would say would make HR feel better at work. Yep. And
1: I think when you say makes HR feel better, literally makes hr feel better (laughs) but there are you know there is human in human resources and we're not scary we're like everybody else
0: yeah so some of the so some of the like james was saying some of the times people come up to you and just go the place is burning down employee morale's (laughs) in a toilet everything's terrible christy oh it's lunchtime i gotta go can you take care of that for me please
1: yeah or how about this? And like, oh, I don't have time for that. Oh,
0: yeah. What don't they say have to get creative have- then. <laughs> what someone comes to you with a problem and say they don't have time for it.
1: Yeah, and you give them an idea and they're like, oh, I don't have time for that.
0: Hmm. Oh, so then what happens?
1: Yeah. Then it's like, well, how are you gonna get better? You gotta if you want to change something, then right. you're gonna change something. Right? Right. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again expecting a different result
0: yeah so so how do we get how do we get the people that can make your life easier to get that is there what can we do i think, think it's
2: accountability we gotta show employees that if there's a problem in there you know the manager or somebody involved they have to take some accountability uh, right be humble And they have to identify, you know, maybe they didn't spot the issue soon enough. Maybe they aren't trained with how to deal with it enough, but they at least have to acknowledge they need help and, you know, they can do things better.
1: You know, in my past life, the HR team would send out like a supervisory advice tip every week. And it might be from online where it's just a scenario that plays out with. Um, a manager going to HR and having a difficult situation happen with an employee. And you can take and put that scenario into a tip of the week and share it. And that way everyone gets the benefit of seeing it and knowing how to HR help. And then they're not so scared, kind of like break the ice a little bit.
2: Yeah. I I love that. You don't want every time you get that email, it's negative. You want positive.
1: Yeah. And you don't have to be the one in the room who raised your hand and say, I have a question on this. And you're like, oh, I just had this come a week ago. And you stockpile the emails to the side. <laughs> right. Ends up working, ends up helping.
0: So, but again, I want to go back to this leadership issue. I mean, it's not just everybody's got it, everyone's got great ideas, and oh, this is great, but I don't want to do the work. I'm too busy. It's, like you said, at some point, someone's going to have to do the work. Any, I mean, how do you, You don't get to be a VP by being Mm -hmm. a wallflower. At some point you got to either step up or take a bullet for the team, right? Probably both. Yep. So how how did you, or how have you managed to get some of your leadership to go, oh, okay. Yeah. Let's, let's figure out how to actually get this done.
1: It's show and tell. So I might take them with me and talk to this employee or this team member that they're in a situation with and say, watch me.
2: Right. Okay. Do you think you used COVID as an opportunity to show you were needed as a VP or it was unrelated?
1: We actually as a company faced quite a bit of adversity this year. And yeah, I would say that um, my role has definitely increased in value. Just the longer I've been here, the more it increases in value. Um, I think when COVID hit, you know, everyone was wearing multiple hats and in some cases we've taken wage cuts and we went through temporary layoffs. And so a lot of people were doing more with a lot less and having honest conversations and checking in on people was a really key part of my role and bubbling up to the leadership team, like red threads of what I was hearing. Mm-hmm instead of them having to advocate a complaint for themselves, because no one wants to complain, I was their sounding board. And then I was able to reflect their feedback, you know, somewhat anonymously to the leadership team. So we could pivot and make changes to support those team members who were in the moment struggling, but trying to keep our business going. So I would say that that has become invaluable to have that third party who is beholden to no one because I do report to the CEO. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't report to the CFO who may have his own agenda or her own agenda. I don't report to the VP of ops. I report right to the top. And he wants to know that our team members are doing whatever they can. And our, our managers are supporting them to do whatever they can to be successful. So. I love this. I love
0: the fact that your CEO sees the value in HR so much that he puts you outside of the CFO. That's huge. Right. How many, James, how many organizations do you know are structured like that right now?
2: Uh, you know, I'd say about uh, probably 10%, if I was going to give the real rough numbers. Um, right. But I think a lot of the, the reason why that's a good idea beyond um, the benefits of talking directly to the CEO are that the personalities typically of a CFO and HR are are different and the styles of how they communicate and receive information are different. So I think that it's a great idea. Um, But at the same time, you still wanna communicate with the CFO uh, and be a team and collaborate. So I think it's a great point where not enough companies I think understand how to get the most out of the CFO HR relationship.
1: Mm And it's CFO. funny because when the HR reports to the CFO, mm-hmm. usually, I mean, if I'm being honest, HR is always asking to spend money and the CFO is always cutting. And here, you know, in my current situation, I have a great relationship with our finance team and we're the yin and the yang, right? Mm-hmm. So if I want to spend, he's saying, yeah, but maybe we can spend this instead stuff. <laughs> um, we're trying to have the same outcomes, but balance each other out. So it's
0: been helpful. I love it. The CEOs usually have a huge vision of where they want the organization to go in the next five to 10 years. Then they kind of shove it off to the CFO to make sure that it happens. And I think HR should be outside of that chain of command to try and make sure that they don't lose track on how to realize the CEO's vision. Whereas the CFOs, if they're constantly cutting, it's kind of like tying both hands, not just one, but both hands behind your back. like, how, how can I get done what I need to do? And. For the CEO spending an extra fifty or sixty thousand dollars in another support position for HR on a company your size, it's nothing but the CFO's like, yeah, there's uh, it's not gonna happen, figure out how to make it work. Like that's it's not cool for some think, smaller companies.
1: Yeah, I think it is hard though for anyone to make an investment if there's not a clear ROI on it. And so that's one thing our finance teams helped us out with is what is the ROI of these investments, whether it be a person and their salary or technology or outsourcing something. So
2: yeah, ROI and HR? Oh. yeah. You know, <laughs> I know. All, all of this talk gets me thinking about going back to the job description, because I know HR hears all the time, you know, that's not in my job description. And I feel like we have to almost add almost in all positions, understanding, you know, the business sense of your decisions or actually knowing how to manage and interact with other people. Like those things aren't really in most job descriptions, but everybody has to do those things to, to thrive in the corporate world.
1: Absolutely. I agree. Because when someone wants to add someone to their team, a position, they got to tell us what's the justification for this.
2: Yeah,
0: I mean my my job description is technically sales, but I do implementation, client management, conflict <laughs> resolution, <laughs> DEI <laughs> training. I, I mean it's just it's just the way that it goes in this day and age. We're all wearing so many it's hats. Spaghetti. But,
1: hmm? There's no longer grids of job descriptions, it's like spaghetti. And if we're not interlaced and talking about the complications of that, then you're not going to get as far as the next company. That's agility when you can be like spaghetti, I think.
2: I like that. That's a good way to look at it. So what she's saying, Callum, is instead of all these different departments thriving, you all have to find ways where you all intersect with each other.
1: Yes.
0: I do like that. I like that.
1: What if if you said every time I contacted you or a customer contacted you and you're not Mm -hmm. selling to me anymore, what if someone said, Um, What if you said to your account manager or your service team, oh, Christy's calling, Christy's calling, Christy's calling, when maybe a text takes 10 seconds and I have the answer. Right. It's so much more efficient. Way more. But then you can't let your time become all that either because you're supposed to be out on the road building relationships. So I get that too.
0: There's a balance. It is. And I'm a giver. I'm like you. I want to please people and make sure they're happy. So I'll take the extra. I mean, I, I, that's why I like HR so much. Right? It's, you guys take on more than your fair share of the burden. I want to try and get some of that off. It, it, it all works. Shades of
1: right. gray. Uh, huh? Shades of gray.
0: Yeah, not- because
1: if, if a manager does come to you and they don't know how to do something and you have to emulate for them, I'm not. I'm like- doing their job essentially, but I'm going to win. At the end of the day, they're going to learn and then they're going to take it and share it with
0: the next person. See, here's also you. what you just said there, I'm going to win. There's a lot of HR directors out there that don't feel like they're winning. Know, James, how, how, how can we help them feel like they're winning yeah. some more?
2: You know, I'm like, Christy, I want to win. So I think you, you got to have that fire in your belly. And I think <laughs> some HR people don't think that they have enough control or power to be in a position to win, or it's not in the, not in their job description. Maybe their role is not and where it needs to be. And wins can be small,
1: but those small wins add up over time. Isn't there a quote out there, like 1% every day is like 3,000% at the end of the, well, 365% at the end of the year.
2: <laughs> right? That's a big deal.
1: 1% a day is 365% improvement at the end of the year. Go for it. Okay. Be something, do something, win.
0: So what's a, what's a small step? What's a little takeaway we can, HR director watching this, that feels like they're losing? What's that something they can do? Like say they've got a CFO, this is like, no, 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 no. What can we charge them with to try and get outside of that structure like you haven't approached the owner? It's a big, scary step, right? What What can, what, what well, can a small step be for a small win? A small win.
1: Small win. So I remember back in the day, I wanted to roll out this grandiose survey to all my employees. So that's kind of a lot. What about just a one question informal poll? So you, if you have a smaller company and you have 50 people, you go to 10 people that one week or one month and you say, what do you like the most about our workplace? And then you put all the feedback into a slide. The next month, you do the next question. And you say, do you have any best friends at work here? And you try to help pictorialize the culture through these one question surveys. And you're going to start to build rapport with people over time. And you're going to start to share with the management team. What are people saying about our company? And then eventually they're going to say, oh, wow, look at what she learned in January, February, March. And maybe we should do an all company survey. And what could you yield from a company survey. So that's to me starting small and it's a huge win because no one's gonna stop you from asking someone at the water cooler, why do you like working here? <laughs> How?" And no one's gonna be upset about it, uh, being asked that. Yeah. They're gonna tell you, and then you can use that for your job ads. There's like so many things you can do with that one little answer. Oh, I like the coffee. Guess what? I better make sure the coffee's never out of stock or make sure our office Partner doesn't ever let that go out of stock, right? Mm-hmm. These all these
0: little things all add up. Yeah. I think Survey Monkey for a smaller company's got a free option, right, where they can just yeah. send something up. Mailchimp is got something similar as well, right? Oh
1: yeah, true. Mailchimp, Google Yeah, yeah. I'm a big
2: fan of you know progress not perfection, and I think it's free for any company to create the continuous improvement committee and essentially see what volunteers want to be part of the solution to continue making things better.
1: Do you know that um, Martin Luther King was big on education and big on progress, not perfection. And one of his quotes, I don't know the whole thing, but it says, if you can't fly, run, if you can't run, walk, if you can't walk, crawl every day, just get better. Mm -hmm. And so
2: that's a big deal, James. So here's the deal. And I I literally think of is I have a dream speech all the time. And I, you know, I always try to, to aim big and then make progress towards that goal. Yes, that's huge.
1: One percent right. is three hundred sixty-five percent at the end of the year.
2: That's all we need to know.
1: <laughs> we'll
0: do, let's do it. Okay, we'll send a, a note out to everyone with Christy surveys. Start with surveys. Start something small. Um, I don't know. So <laughs> we had a, with a one of the guys not in my team but within our company, uh, African American. Same thing, someone on his team shared something completely inappropriate. It just kind of set him off. And he said the the range of emotions he went through in the last three or four days was just absolutely insane. Just looking at it, I want to quit, I want to give up, I want to move on. And so he reached out to his HR business partner who was like, oh, okay, let's, let's, let's take the heat out of this, let's sit down, let's chat. And so... They brought in the person that made the ridiculous mistake. They got a great dialogue. As James said, 90% of all conflict is good. The two of them are in a much better place. And this young kid, he's 20, 28. He's now at a company of 3,500 employees. He's now on the task force for diversity and inclusion and helping set some of the standards for rolling out this project throughout the entire organization which is huge and I was talking to him right before the call I'm like just think what would have happened if this challenge hadn't been assigned to you last week do you think you be in a task force at a 3,500 employee company to help teach everyone diversity and inclusion and he was like no I would never have been asked I said, how does it feel to be on that committee he's like feels amazing all right so it's just Little and I said, and today MLK Day. He went. I know. I got the call today to be in the task force. He's so happy. So, I mean, it's just little bits like that where we can learn from each other. Even though people make mistakes, right? Yeah. Don't just pile on. You got to take. I mean, James, how many times have you seen something where the heat wasn't taken out and it spiraled out of control because people just didn't take a moment?
2: That's yeah. a majority of the time, and I, I think part of it is. People aren't fully spotting the issues and don't have that emotional intelligence to understand what they're going through. So I really think continuing education, as HR ha- had to definitely do with COVID and everything, if you're not always can that one percent learn something new each day and improving your skill set, I think that uh, you're, you're hurting your company.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: So Christy, what would what would you like everyone to have a little uh, a little takeaway today? So one thing, okay, one thing, little little bit better every day, one percent. So we have got the surveys. What else you got for us? We're going to put you on the spot. What else have you got for a for a HR department that feels like they're losing to turn it around to feel like they're winning just just a little bit every day? Well,
1: I might cheat a little bit and go back to my survey example.
0: <laughs> All <laughs> right. So how are you going it's not to about
1: it? surveys though? So bear with me. Mm-hmm. It is about Assessing where you're at today and plotting the journey of where you're gonna be every month and then looking back at six months. So what's your turnover? What's your open positions? What are your safety incidents? What is your completion rate on performance reviews? How many succession plan documents do you have done? Just picking things that are in process, assessing the effectiveness and then plotting out how they get better over time and, or if they don't and then promote, you know, putting that to your, I can't talk, presenting that to your leadership team and saying, what do we do? Is this a problem? Is it, are we okay with this? Do we love this? How do we pivot from here? That would so, be one little thing. I would
0: so say. don't just take complete ownership and all the responsibility all onto your own shoulders. Because I see HR do that every day. Like it's my fault. Yeah, no, not really.
1: <laughs> no. No, it's definitely the team. Together, everyone achieves more. It's so true. It's a little kitschy, but it's so true.
0: Ask for help. Yeah. James, what what do you go for, for partner words for today? Sure.
2: Well, you know, I like what Christy's saying. The key takeaways are you ask questions mm-hmm. to others, which is always a safer way to interact with others and communicate. Mm -hmm. And I really think that you have to, you know, HR has to run the company like a quarterback. You have to understand the strengths and weaknesses of the different departments and the employees that you have. And I think the the tip I would have is you have to figure out how to get maximized value out of the workplace. And sometimes that's appointing them to a committee, like you said, or showing that you do value them and just letting them know you value them elevates their game because the little things that or not in their job description, or they thought were unnoticed or actually being recognized.
0: Love it. I, and I like, from what this gentleman was talking to me about the incident that happened, I loved that he had the maturity at an age that I didn't have any. Uh, the maturity to, to just say, how can I help make this person that insulted me better? Really? That was his thing, he said, how can I, how can I make this situation but how can i help this person be better i was that was just it just blew me away i loved it
2: but really look at christy's smile you gotta have the positive energy i think a lot of hr of the stereotype of being miss hannigan from annie <laughs> right and, and then that energy spreads like wildfire throughout the company
1: yeah it does
2: so yep. if, if you're waving to the, the person taking out the garbage and smiling and you know that's that's the vibe you want to be around, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Everyone Go. counts. Everyone matters.
0: Everyone counts. Don't don't leave
1: anyone behind. MLK taught us that.
2: Exactly. Right? That's that's a great way to tie it all together, Christy.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm an amazing star. person.
0: Right? I can't beat that. Not even going to try. We're just going to call it. Oh, yeah, right. Are oh, you going to come back on and do this again for us later? All right. All right. So, Christy, Miss Vice President, Miss Vice President, we will thank you very much for coming on today, for, for enlightening us on how, how to win, how, how to make everyone better. James, yeah. anything you, you got any speaking gigs coming up? You're, you speak every day. What, what do you got coming up this week? I saw something online okay, okay. somewhere.
2: I'm planning out the calendar, but there is a uh, leader and legal and leadership going on on Thursday. Mm -hmm. What? the Oh, boy. Right. you have to tune in, Christy. I'll send you an invite. Did
0: I see see a transgender set with Oak Mac? Oh, with
2: Oak Mac. So um, there are 19 HR chapters for those that are kind of newer to the scene. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're looking for speakers at all 19. I'm speaking at Oak Mac also next week. Oh, um, Updating your policies and making employees feel comfortable
1: with mm-hmm. transgender
2: employees as well.
1: Awesome. Good for you.
2: Yeah.
1: All right. I'll stay tuned. Hmm? I'll stay tuned. Thank you. Yeah, all right.
0: All right. See you later. Have everybody. a good rest of your evening, folks. You too. <laughs> okay.